I'm Candace Lewis, and this is MS Conversations with Candy, the podcast where people living with or affected by MS come together to talk, vent, laugh, and possibly cry about everything MS. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation. Hello, 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 and welcome to MS Conversations with Candy. I know it's been a while, guys, since I have released an episode, but I am so excited to be here today. I'm your host, Candace Lewis, and today I am speaking with yoga instructor, Sarah Bozenberry. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hey, I am doing well. How are you? I am doing well. It's a Saturday and I did take advantage of the day by doing nothing. I've been overdoing it for the past few weeks. So I have taken this day to just relax and do nothing. So I'm just excited to kind of wind down the day uh, with you today talking about yoga. So I have always heard that yoga is supposed to be so good for you. And when I was first diagnosed with with MS, I started participating in a yoga class, and it was a weekly class. So tell us and explain to us about the benefits of yoga, Sarah. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, yoga is, is good for all, I mean, not even just the stretch, but it's going to cover everything, just your mental well-being, just all around. Yoga is an amazing tool to kind of just calm the body really and um, figure out what it is that your body needs. Um, Just because when you start to focus on that mind-body connection during your yoga practice, and that's where it really just dives a little deeper, you'll notice things that you've never noticed before. Um, Just just from your breath, how you breathe, how it goes in through your nose and how it fills up your body with air. And then when you let it go, just what that feeling feels like. So, you know, maybe not so much even sometimes that you need it for a stretch, but just just to sit still for a second and notice what your body is feeling in that moment. Um, And that's just why it's so beneficial, because if you are not one to sit still, um, or if you are one that maybe you you're too idle and you need something to kind of just get a little stretch and get your body moving, it it's so it's so beneficial in so many different ways. Um, I mean, and for you, the spine, of course, is the foundation of yes. is, of our health. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that. You said so many things that I want to touch on. First, you said the stretch. Right. Because I always think about when I think of yoga, I think, you know, of course, I feel like I have to be so flexible and I don't feel like I'm flexible at all. But the stretch, it really does feel good. And I have to just remember that, you know, just go as far as I can go and um, and and allow that that stretch to happen and, and know that eventually my body will get there. And that's one of the things that makes it hard for me to commit to yoga is because I feel like I'm so inflexible. So talk to me about people like me who are who feel that we are so inflexible that it won't benefit us. What do you recommend? Oh, right. Well, 
Um, it's funny you asked this question because I just recorded another video for a little Facebook group that I'm a part of for a lot of um, individuals who do not take stretching into their daily practice. And so we did kind of talk about the importance of that. And I recommend stretching at least 20 minutes a day. So whether that be sitting down on the floor, sitting down in a chair, and if you can stand holding on to something for just a brief second while you do those stretches, um, I recommend 20 minutes a day. And for those that aren't as flexible, like you're saying, maybe you um, it, it's a, it can be intimidating when someone says, mm -hmm. hey, you need to stretch 20 minutes a day. It's OK. Really, it goes back to kind of what I was saying. And um, it, it can sometimes just be about taking a second to breathe because that's a stretch all on its own. Just working your lungs, opening them up, paying attention to your breath. And, you know, awakening your body just um, and having that awareness um, of your body. So, um, you know, it's 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 a process just like anything. It takes practice just because someone says, you know, let's stretch it. It's you can't just wake up one day and say, well, I'm just going to stretch today for 20 minutes and afterwards mm -hmm. I'm going to feel amazing because that's not how it works. It, it takes no. practice just like <laughs> everything else. And you can actually be sore from stretching yes. if you don't yes. practice it. Yeah. That is so true. That is true. And then you said something else earlier about just to be able to sit still. And that's another problem that I have, you know, just carving out that time to sit still, carving out the time to stretch carving out the time to do anything. So I think that that um, the not only the stretch, but the time to sit still, it's so important for our, again, like you said, for our mental health, not just our physical health, but our mental health. And um, and so while, while you do yoga, is do you also incorporate meditation with that? Absolutely. We, um, I typically begin every session that I teach with, um, a grounding kind of experience just to get in touch with your body and just make sure that you are in a place where you're not thinking about what you're going to do after class. You're not thinking about what just happened to you before you came to class. It is you're in that moment. I want you to focus on what's to come, just focusing on that mind body connection. Um, and then we end every session as well with at least five minutes of meditation where you just lay completely still. And I usually turn out the lights and invite everyone to close their eyes because it's so important to just settle your mind for that quick five minutes um, just to, like I said, forget about what's to come, what happened before, and just put yourself in that moment and coordinate your breath with just being still and trying to block out, you know, any outside noises that you might be hearing. Of course, I, I work in a gym, so there's all kinds of crazy noises mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. hear there. But if you can put yourself in that place to just be still, and I'll usually instruct my class to leave your palms open and just kind of take it in for what it is in that moment. And um, I also instruct them to kind of press their shoulder blades together beneath them as they're laying down so that they can open up their chest and open up their heart and just kind of mm -hmm. feel what's, you know, feel everything that's going on in that moment. So it's very important to just be still. 
I love that. I love that. And that was probably my favorite part of the yoga classes (laughs) (laughs) when I was attending the the end of it. (laughs) But um, the (laughs) this particular instructor, you know, she was really good. Like you said, she would have the lights off and um and, and it was a whole aromatherapy part of it, too. You know, she would, um, you know, have candles going and she would talk. She would talk through each pose, you know, and, and tell us what this pose was good for. And then, of course, give modifications to that if we could not exactly get into that pose. So then, Sarah, what poses would you recommend for those of us who um, are inflexible and, um, you know, just something that's not so daunting, because I know during those classes, when I would unfortunately look around, I would feel so, you know, incapable because I would see some of the younger and fitter and more flexible ladies who were just able to, you know, jump right into this, into these poses and, you know, without any problems where I was sitting there feeling and looking like a pretzel most of the time. So talk to me about, you know, some of the, I don't want to say easier, but some of the more, um, um, some of the poses that would be beneficial for those of us who are not as flexible as others. Yeah, well... It would make me feel like coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think there's, for me, there's kind of like the the top three or top five that anything that's going to open your hips, I would like Mm. to say is going to be something that is the most beneficial for you. Because, I mean, I'm sure you know, and you've had plenty of... um, research with your with MS just yes. the spinal column is so important and like I said it is the foundation of our health right so everything connected to that all of our limbs are just it it's so important and the hips hold so much tension for those of us that um, sit down all mm-hmm. day or we stand all day um, you know, just depending on what, uh, what we do for work. Right. So, but some of the more, um, the, the easier, I guess I should say, uh, poses would be something like a reclined butterfly pose. So with that, you can lay down on your back and you can have something like a pillow, um, for a cushion under your back. And you can actually just lay all the way back and your knees can be straight up. And then I, and I would usually instruct my class. It's so funny talking about this because I want to say, you'll take a big deep breath in (laughs) and on your exhale, you're just going to literally let your knees, let gravity, pull them down Mm -hmm. and and pull them away from each other. And just kind of don't, you can't. And I always tell my class, you can't be shy about it because it's going to benefit you. This is your, this is your time, your practice. So when you are in that reclined butterfly pose, you are just open. Your chest is open, right? Because you are laying down and you should place something under your back like a pillow and just let your knees glide open. And just that in itself, if you can imagine what that looks like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. reclined butterfly, um, it's so good to open the chest cavity and the chest muscles and just let your heart beat and then your hips open and you kind of kind of grease those those yeah. joints there that that we that we keep shut with so much tension during the day. Um, that's one of my favorites. The recline. It actually line. sounds really good. The more you talk <laughs> about it, I can imagine that, and it seems like that would 
first of all, it sounds like a really good stretch, but it seems yeah. like that would feel good. So I will definitely try that. So I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Tell no, us more. No. <laughs> um, and then also kind of if you were to just think about that in your mind, the recline butterfly, if you were to turn that around into what everyone loves, a child's pose, yes. you're, you're on your knees with your knees wide and you're reaching out front in front of you. And of course, the, the more you stretch out in front with your breath, you, I always take it back to your breath. You have to use that when you breathe in, you deepen your, your poses. And when you exhale, you lengthen them. So you have to use that for your practice. And so that's why all of us yoga instructors, we say breathe in mm-hmm. with this, and you breathe out with that because it, it lengthens the spine. It lengthens um, your stretch and your hips and your mobility. So also the child's pose is a great one for those that don't stretch often or don't feel feel flexible enough because that's with your breath. That's exactly what you're doing. You are gaining flexibility just by opening those knees and just kind of letting everything go with your breath. Um, so those are my top two favorite that most people enjoy that are not very flexible or new to stretching. Yes, I like those too. And I also like, and of course, I don't know the names of anything. I do know child's pose though, but um, I like at the very end also where you have your knees going one direction, but you know, you twist your body in the other direction for a nice stretch too. I really like that. Is that one also good for the spine? Oh, absolutely. That is another one of my favorites as well. Um, And I usually instruct it as Laying down flat on your back, of course, and putting your arms out in a T. So yes. you'll, your knees will be up and you'll let your knees just kind of gently come over to one side. And then when you're ready, you can gently take your neck in the opposite direction to put your spine in a full twist. And then you can either extend that top leg or leave both the knees bent, just depending on what feels comfortable for you. Um, so there is that as well. The, um, the twist, yes, just a, a length twist. twist. And then another one that might feel really good um, or just beneficial for those who don't stretch often is going to just be your your legs straight up. So you would need to use a platform. So if you're at home and you kind of scoot your, your butt close against the wall and then place your legs just straight up on that wall, that's so good to just relieve the lower back and relieve any tension you might be holding there. So that's another really great one. Um and of course, if you have any any props, like you could grab a towel and put it around your feet in that position and mm. put a little pressure down on your feet to kind of push your hips down into the floor. Um, that's that's another really good one, too. Someone else told me about that as well. I forgot about that. I've never tried that, but I, that sounds I think I'd like that one. I'd have to try. And thank you for even bringing up um, how beneficial it is for the spine. Again, because you know I do have MS and most of my listeners do as well. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit and allow you to tell us about, you know, the benefits of yoga yoga, and the spinal column and the spinal, Absolutely. you know, just the central nervous system in, in particular. Right. Well, our spine and all of our joints, of of course, um, have fluid that help them move. And so you have to think about for those that are um, affected by MS, 
And just depending on the severity of their case, right, not everyone is able to move um, as well as others. And so I always like to um, reference the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz Mm -hmm. because we have to grease those. We have to constantly um, grease that fluid in our spine. And so like, for example, the one you mentioned where you kind of windshield wiper your knees from one side to the other, if that's something that... Um, those affected with MS can just do that, just rotating and waking up that spine. Um, it, it's, it's just going to be so beneficial for you to do that daily and strengthen your spine to the best it can possibly be. Um, just to keep that cartilage well nourished that's, that's surrounding um, all of our, our muscles and our, our bones. Um, and so, just the great thing about yoga is that there's so many different things that you can do, um, laying down, sitting down, sitting in a chair. Um, it's really just what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. As long as you are moving in some form or fashion, that's, I mean, that it's just going to benefit you and your, the spinal fluid to keep it moving and keep it active so that it doesn't become stiff. That's a good point because I know a lot of the, um, you know, I, we we talk a lot, you know, within the MS community about different um, nerve pain and joint pain and um, even stiffness and spasms that a lot of us experience. And just, you know, to be able to um, stretch it out sometimes make for me, it really does make that area feel good especially in the hips. And I was glad that you brought that up, especially in the hip area. I do sit for work all day, like so many of us. And so those hip stretches uh, really do help. So where can my listeners find you? I just heard you mention about um, a Facebook group and video and videos that you do. So where can my listeners find you? And you can also send me the information because I will put it in the show notes so they can um, click on it as well. So where can they find you? And, and just tell us more about what you do and how people can contact you. Yes. Well, um, if they, if they do want to join a gym. I am at the gym a lot of days during the week and I teach yoga classes there. And we do have another great yoga instructor as well who does um, some slow flow classes in the evenings because I I am in the mornings. Um, we have another great instructor that's in the evening. So um, you can find me there. And, and then so you can find now you are, you're in the Houston area though, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm in the Houston area. Um, the gym is actually located in Rosenberg. Okay. Um, Yes. And it's a, uh, it's called Texans fit. So that's where I am. If anyone is in this, if anyone is in this area, feel free to stop (laughs) by and say hello. Um, but uh, on Facebook as well. So I, I am a part of a group actually, it's not led by me, but I am a part of the group. Um, actually I can tell you what it's called. I'll have to look at it really quick if you don't mind. So it's called the Power of Self-Care 21-Day Challenge. Um, so I'm a part of this group, and we they do challenges every single month as a new challenge. So this month for October, they have asked us to um, incorporate yoga in our challenge. So oh. they are challenging people to get up and and, and move and stretch and They'll do some really simple things like kind of just 
take a little, take a little walk every day or um, get some stretches in every day. So that is the power of self-care 21 day challenge. And anyone can join that group. We have some great leaders there and I'm a part of it. And I do um, give a lot of input when they ask for it. Um, So a lot of these people are uh, local gym members as well that, that come um, to classes. And so, yeah, that's, I can be found there. Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram too, so I can send you all my information. But um, yeah, I never mind people reaching out to me and asking me questions. Um, I do a lot of different things besides yoga, so my my lifestyle is a little a little interesting. If they come looking for me on social media, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, My listeners are familiar with the power of um, self-care, the 21-day challenge. We did have, um, I had Laquita on, um, the author of the book and the owner of the the group. She has been um, uh, one of my guests on this very podcast, and she talked about the book. We talked about the challenge, and I participated in the challenge, and I made it through for the 21 Yay. days. And that was last year. I probably need to do a restart and, and, and do that again, but I'm glad to know that you are in that group. So yes, I also am a member of that group. I don't really participate. Well, I don't, I don't say much in the group, but I am a part of that group. And we are, and again, my listeners did um, get a chance to hear Laquita and uh, hear about the 21 day challenge, but I am. So this is October 1st. And so if, yoga is part of the challenge for this month. I'm going to jump in on that. I'm going to yes, jump in on that. Definitely should. And one thing that you have helped me uh, realize, I guess for me, it's, it's less daunting to think of yoga as stretching. Mm-hmm. When I think yoga, I think of poses, but I, I have to understand that those poses are stretches, right? Is that, mm-hmm. is that a way I can think about it? Absolutely. I would agree with you on that. Um, And I I usually try to sometimes even promote my classes in that way, because you are not alone. You're not the first one that I've heard that from. (laughs) And I've had a lot of people, you know, walk into the room and they're like, what class is this? And I'll say, you know, it's yoga. And they're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm like, "But but you can, you can. And the most important thing to remember is Uh, And I say it all the time and I'm so gentle, I feel like, and accepting of where everyone is in their yoga journey when they come into class, because I don't just teach slower classes. I also teach things like power yoga, where it it is very intense and can be, um, but you have to remember that you're on your own journey and it's, I always say it's a no judgment zone. So as long as you're, and I can't, I can't repeat it enough. As long as you're moving your body and you're in a, in a position that feels comfortable for you and you are getting that good stretch in, um, I mean, that's really all that matters. It's, it's just what makes you feel good. You just got to get in touch with your body and do what makes you feel good. I love that. And you know what? I love that so much. I think that is the perfect place to end that conversation because for so many of us, yoga can feel so daunting, but do whatever feels good to your body. So there it is. Absolutely. There it is. This has been an awesome conversation, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. And I also want to thank Oh, go ahead. No, this has been a pleasure and I really learned a whole lot. So 
It's my pleasure. Thank you. And you will definitely be asked to come back again. I don't know when I will ever be ready for power yoga, <laughs> but there may be some <laughs> listeners out there who want to know more about that. And thank you so much, everyone, for taking this time to listen to the conversation with me and Sarah Bosenberry, the yoga instructor. If you've heard something today that you liked and you can relate to, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Don't forget to reach out to me if you're ready to share your story or if you have any ideas for a topic that you would like to hear a conversation about. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss a single episode. Until next time, take care and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. To contact me, visit my website at www.conversationswithcandy.com. You can leave me a written message or a voicemail. To support this podcast and keep the conversation going, please click the link to buy me a coffee or PayPal. You can scroll down to the podcast notes to find these links.